Hi, from the Salvation Army, you're listening to Words of Life. Hey, before we jump into this week's episode, we want to share with you a clip from another show we create called The Storyteller Series. In this podcast, we study a different book of the Bible every season, and we are so excited to share with you that we just launched the book of Exodus. Throughout this podcast, you'll hear an engaging narration of each chapter. And throughout the series, we'll hear from a group of friends who sit around and discuss the significance of each section of this book. So I can't wait for you to jump in and learn more about the book of Exodus. The story of Exodus is both intimate and universal, small and astonishingly grand. The Exodus is the story of a family that became a nation, the story of God clashing with Egypt's gods and their intermediaries and decisively defeating them. It is the story of one man uniquely equipped and called to lead God's people. This story is Israel's story. It is the church's story. It is our story. The story of God coming in mercy to save. It is the Exodus. Now a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the river bank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. Listen to the Storyteller series wherever you get your podcasts, or learn more at SalvationArmyRadio.org. Hello and welcome to Words of Life. Since New Year's Eve, we've been sharing the top five most listened to episodes of 2023. And today we're hearing number one. (laughs) In fact, this comes from a series called Hope and several of these episodes were in our top 10. This is an interview with Jessica Pierre as we hear her powerful testimony. If you've missed any of these episodes, visit wordsoflifepodcast.org and we'll have links to each of these series. Join us next week as we launch a new series focusing on discipleship groups. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ed Escobar, one of the voices for the Salvation Army's Heartbeat. Heartbeat is a one-minute show about everyday life, ranging in topics from finances and prayer to dating and mental health. Heartbeat is a great way to unplug for a minute and bring your focus back to God. 
If you're looking for a quick message to challenge you and brighten up your day, listen to Heartbeat on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. I got to a crossroad my senior year deciding, like, what are you going to do with your life? This this little chapter is ending. Like, what are you going to do? And I remember making that conscious decision to say, I am surrendering. Thanks for coming and uh, being willing to share your story of hope. We're excited to have you and to hear how God's shown up in your life, how he's been faithful in your life. And yeah, so tell us who you are. I am Jessica Pierre. I am wife to Jimmy Pierre, who is the most patient, loving, handsome man ever. (laughs) And I am mommy to Giselle Marie. Um, I'm also a lieutenant. I'm new lieutenant. I am a pastor officer at Burlington, North Carolina. I am loving pastoring the people there. They're an amazing, amazing group. Um, So thankful that that's my first appointment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, also sister, daughter, friend, wear a lot of hats. That's awesome. So tell us your story, wherever that might start, from the day you were born, wherever you want to start, tell us your story. I I feel like I can't begin to share my story of hope without first going back to how I met the Salvation Army, mm. um, because the Salvation Army has been this beacon of hope in my life. Yeah, um, It's been a vessel that the Lord has used to steer me to Him, and He yeah. is a source of hope. Um, so I'm a proud Haitian. <laughs> I was born in Haiti, yeah. and um, my uncle was actually an officer in Haiti. And so I was introduced to the Salvation Army there. Awesome. Um, I remember going to camp with him a couple of times. And just even in Haiti, um, I, like my early experiences with the Salvation Army was always full of hope, full of joy, mm. just full of fruit um, from yeah. the Holy Spirit. And when my mom decided to move us to Raleigh, North Carolina, (laughs) my uncle accompanied us and he kind of like helped us get settled. And one of the first things that he did was take us to the Raleigh Corps, Raleigh Salvation Army. And I remember from the day that I stepped foot in that place, I did not want to leave. Like Mm. it became my safe place. Um, Pete, there were women and men that surrounded me and I felt important. Like this nine-year-old immigrant, (laughs) like feeling important in a place. Mm. It, It was just a beautiful experience. Every time the doors were open, I was there. So you got connected, you're connected in the core, you not perfect, moody, you know, <laughs> moody teenager, teenager, rebellious. We're all there. Some yes. of us are still there. Okay. Um, but tell us what happens after that. So um, I consider the college phase of my life probably one of the darkest times of my life. Mm. Um uh, I went to college about three hours away from home. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's when my faith had to become real, had to become yeah. mine, right? Yeah. But I struggled, <laughs> failed yeah. miserably. It probably was like the darkest spiritual time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing everything right on the exterior, on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, during college, I joined every group I could. I was in a sorority. I had three semesters of taking 18 credit hours of classes mm-hmm. and getting 4.0. Semester after semester after semester. But inside of me was this deep insecurity, like this just feeling lost and my soul was dry, just really honestly dying spiritually Mm. on the inside because I just was not connected to Jesus at all. Yeah. 
Um, and I didn't have that turnaround until my senior year when it was kind of like, okay, something has got to give. You can't keep living in this space of insecurity and anxiety and just trying my best to succeed and reach and strive and feeding mm-hmm. my insecurities, but they're still getting hungry. You're like, yeah. nothing is satisfying. And um, I got to a crossroad my senior year deciding like, okay, what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. Like this, this little chapter is ending. Like, what are you going to do? And I remember making that conscious decision to say, I am surrendering. Tell me, after you graduate, what brought you to where you are now? Yeah, um, I went back home, actually moved back home with my mom. I just grounded myself. I went back to the core. I was serving. And I remember during that time was the first time in my life that I decided to actually really develop a spiritual discipline of Mm. being in God's word. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to start from the book of Matthew. And I remember reading Matthew and falling in love with Jesus. And I, re- I can actually see myself sitting in my bed in that small room yeah. reading and Jesus becoming real to me. Like he was mine. And um, it just kind of like spiraled into just more depth with Jesus and knowing him. And my identity started to shift. Yeah. And before you knew it, like I like that deep insecurity, anxiety, the way my mind used to be in college, it was not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, but the Lord had to take me home yep. and really like plant me and ground me yeah. for me to get there. Like he really like saved me from that, yeah. from all that head chaos yeah. <laughs> that it, it, I used to live in. Now you're an officer, yeah. but tell us um, the journey uh, after you're <clears throat> saying, okay, God, like, Yes. What what did that journey look like for you? Was it a quick like, okay, now I'm in full-time ministry? Like <laughs> to be honest, it was. And um, and I think that's just situationally for me. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that that may be, you know, the mm-hmm. the rule for everybody. Like right. once God calls you, it's happening right yeah. then. But for me at the place where I was, that's exactly how he worked it. Yeah. Um, he called me, was around May. And by September of that year, I was in full-time ministry as a BFI, as a youth wow. director. When it's God, there's so much peace in it. Mm. Even if it's uncomfortable and you're like resting with it, but there's a peace that you cannot describe it. Like I knew I was going where I was supposed to go. Yeah. There's no better version of your life than the one where you're surrendered to Jesus. Amen. Um, He is the one who created you. You can't outthink a better plan for you than he, he has. He has all the pieces. He sees the world in full and he lives outside of time. Mm-hmm. We we have narrow vision. Yeah. So it's like you can't, you can't outplan him. No. You can't outgrander God. No. <laughs> so it's it's true. Seek him first. And I promise you, mm-hmm. you will have the best version of your life. Yeah. It won't be without suffering. It won't be without pain. There's nobody that can live a life without either of those two things. But when you're surrendered to Jesus, Mm -hmm. I promise you, you will suffer, but it will be for your good at the end. Yeah. Without him, you're just suffering. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I mean, yeah. I want to ask you one last question before we end. You are uh, an incredible, beautiful woman who is in full-time ministry uh, to 
people at your core, full-time ministry with your family, you're yes. a mom, you're a wife. How do you balance? How do you <laughs> juggle everything and and uh, remain healthy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a great question, Ashley. How do I balance? Honestly, I, I really feel like I don't balance. I mm. kind of ebb and flow and it's like a wow. rhythm. Yeah. And I have moments where I feel like, yeah, I'm crushing it. Mm. Through God, I'm, I'm doing, this is a great week. Yeah. And then I have days where I'm crying in the car. Mm. If Amen. I'm being real, <laughs> <laughs> there are days where it's all going wrong yeah. and I'm literally crying in self-pity. Yeah. Um, and I take those days as they come. Like yeah. it's a part of life. It's going to happen. Yeah. And it's really trusting in Jesus and resting in His strength and yeah. knowing that I cannot do it all. Um, and trusting Jesus with my expectations yes. and, and rooting them in reality. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, sharing your story. And um, we just appreciate you for being real, open and honest in you, which is what we want. And uh, we hope that somebody resonates with your story and, and it hits home for them. So Amen. thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. You can subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Good.